everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend on Spotify or wherever you guys are listening to the podcast. I am the host, Josh Sanchez, and the purpose of Your Spiritual Best Friend is to connect spirituality, mental health, and astrology all in one because it's important for everyone to realize that we are all on our own spiritual journey at the end of the day. So the more we open up, the more we are able to connect with each other and grow as a collective society. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spiritual best friend. Hey everybody and welcome to the 80th episode of Your Spiritual Best Friend. I can't believe it's been 80 already. I apologize for last week. I was thinking about posting a podcast. I did a live stream last week and I didn't really like how it turned out. I felt like I should have been I should have gotten more in depth with you guys and more real with you guys. So for this podcast, I'm really going to get into it. We're going to have some fun today, so we're going to start with some topics. The topics for you guys to think about for this podcast. So the first topic we're really going to get into is overall the holiday season. How's everybody feeling for the new year? I know it is a great time for new affirmations, new goals, everything you want to get prepped up for the new year. So I know everyone's pretty hyped up about that. A lot of people have been going to the gym recently, so I've been seeing a lot of funny um, gym videos, but that's a whole other topic. Um, so there's a time period of just that. So we're going to talk about that as well. We're also going to talk about detaching from emotional pain. Uh, I ran a groundedness group with my little teenagers, uh, like last week, and I loved how active they were about it. So I'm going to share a little bit of that group for you guys here on this podcast. Obviously, we're going to talk about terror. Uh, we're going to talk about Capricorn season. And also, like I said before, I got my girlfriend. Shout out to my wonderful girlfriend. She got me a tarot card deck. It is the it's the modern way tarot man by N. Fernando and J. Bindles. I Sorry if I pronounced his name wrong, but I'm super excited. I did. A, I did a couple tarot card readings for myself moving forward for the new year and a lot of big change is going to happen. There's already been a lot of change happening already in my life. So I'll give you guys a little update there. And we're also going to do our weekend tarot card reading. So just some energy that you guys listening to the podcast and what I'm going to be feeling this weekend. I feel like for every live stream, we're going to end on that. I have my incense ready. I have my I have my lighter ready, so at the end of the podcast, I'm going to light it, and it's going to be some fun. But sit back, relax, we're going to have some fun here on today's podcast, and let's get started, shall we? So, I always like to start these podcasts, so I'm going to start with a couple less serious type of questions for you guys just to think about. Has everyone seen Avatar The Last Airbender? It is probably one of the... Probably one of the best kids Nickelodeon TV shows I've probably ever watched. It shows you a little bit of my generation. Um, I am in my I am in my early twenties, you know, so that's that's around the age range in which Avatar: The Last Airbender really hit home. And this first question, just for you guys to think about while we really introduce this group and this group topic, 
What element do you consider yourself to be? You can think of it from an astrological perspective. Like for myself, I have a lot of earth energy, so I would consider myself as an earth bender. But what type of bender would you guys be? So whether that is you're the fire nation, you're just leashing fire. If you can bend lightning, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, if you're earth, I know there's a new thing with metal bending. And if you've seen Legend of Korra, I'm not going to spoil it, but that's a whole other thing. So my point is the first question is what element would you be considered? Like what, what, what element would you classify yourself as? Are you air? Are you water? Are you fire? Are you earth? Let me know how, let me know how it is because with water, water is, you know, the ocean, it waters in our bodies. It rules our inner world. Without water, we would not be able to survive. And then you have earth with it, which is our physical space. You have the trees. You have you have everything that you can physically see, touch, feel, smell, taste. That is all earth. And then you have the air, the wind. It travels everywhere. But it can be cold and distant. It can be hot. But you know air is everywhere and we need air to survive. And then obviously you have fire. Fire rises and creates a very big explosion of funness and just a bunch of, just a bunch of, I don't really know how to describe fire. It can get very passionate, very fiery. Um, but what element would you classify yourself as? So I always like to start with a less serious question for you guys to think about. If you guys tune into the podcast or like and live, feel free to ask me whatever answer you guys want. Email me. I would love to hear some responses. That would be a lot of fun. My second question, less serious question before we really get into this group stuff. If you could be anywhere in the world at this very moment, where would you be and why? Ooh, man, there's so many beautiful places out there in the world. And uh, it's, it just gives you guys thinking. So as you guys are thinking about those questions, we're going to get into a little bit of Detaching from emotional pain. So where I run my groups, a lot of my groups that I run is evidence-based for me, where I fall in the spectrum. So for everyone that does not know what evidence-based practices are, they're usually, they're, they're practices, they're therapeutic practices that have been backed through research and analysis. There's been a very big importance and emphasis especially working with children but with using evidence-based practices when it comes to myself i'm kind of in the middle of that spectrum because i do think that some evidence-based practices can be very educational and can really help people and especially really help students and younger people that do not really know the tools the beginning stages of tools you know to grow and to understand themselves but people are constantly evolving. People are constantly changing. Things that were acceptable a couple years from now are not acceptable now. That's just a little perspective. And the scientific studies need to constantly be updated and researched. So something that can be proven as evidence-based a couple years ago could not be, cannot honestly be effective now because people are constantly changing. It's not like... When it comes to people's emotions and ways to help people emotionally, it's not it's not like a math problem where it's one clear cut solution. This is the process to get it. And I think as humans, we get comfortable with that. We need we want to find solutions 
that can solve everyone's problems this way. This is the plan. This is how this is there. And this is this went there. But that's not how humans operate. We're complex. We are dynamic. We are completely different. And one thing that might work for one person is not going to completely work for the other person. So that is where I fall when it comes to evidence-based. But this group that I'm going to explain when it comes to detaching from emotional pain, this is a group, our PhD, Lisa Najavitz. So I want to give her a shout out, uh, whether she ever listens to this podcast or not. Just want to give you a shout out. You were on the pod. But this is about groundedness because when it comes to emotional pain, when we are feeling pain emotionally, everything can spiral. You know, it, it's we worry we can worry about so many things. The irrational thoughts come in our body or physical body starts to get affected by it. Our, our mental, our mental, what's going on in our head, those thoughts are taking over. Our bodies react in a certain way. And then we start to do these crazy type of behaviors or these irrational behaviors. And it becomes a very big just blob of just intensity. How can we detach from that emotional pain? And one of the ways we can is through groundedness. So what is grounding? According to Lisa Najavitz, I want to give her again another shout out. PhD, Dr. Lisa Najavitz. Let me let me respect because it's a lot of work to get a PhD. Don't tell me that. <laughs> grounding is a set of simple strategies to detach from emotional pain. For example, drug 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 craving, sorry, I can't read tonight, self-harm impulses, anger, sadness. Distraction works by focusing outward on the external world rather than inward toward the self. You can also think of it as distraction, centering a safe place, looking outward or healthy detachment. Why do grounding? Because now I just explained what the definition is. Why do it? When you are overwhelmed with emotional pain, you need a way to detach, so that way you can gain control over your feelings and stay safe. Again, we are humans. Safety is one of the top priorities that we want to feel. And when we do not feel safe, that flight or flight can kick in. As long as you are grounded, grounding, you cannot possibly use substances, hurt yourself, or do those irrational behaviors that we typically do when we are feeling emotional pain. Grounding, groundedness helps anchor us to the present moment and reality. So grounding, mindfulness, all of that stuff is meant to get us focused on the present moment. Because when we're feeling emotional pain, we can have so many irrational thoughts where we worry about the future, we worry about things that are not really happening. We, we tend to just go above and beyond and, and lose ourselves. Grounding helps us recenter and help us focus on the present moment. Many people with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and substance abuse struggle of substance abuse struggle with either feeling too much overwhelming emotions and memories or too little numbing or dissociation in grounding you attain balance between the two conscious of reality and able to tolerate it so what is happening currently right now 
and you are in control to tolerate all that. Guidelines of groundedness. Grounding can be done at any time, any place, anywhere, and no one has to know. You can just do it on your own. Go to the side, hey, I need five minutes, let me do this real quick. Use grounding when you are faced with a trigger, having a flashback, dissociating, having a substance craving, or when your emotional pain goes be, goes above a six on a zero to 10 scale. I love, I love zero to 10 scales. People that I've been in groups with, they call me the scale guy. I always say, how are we rating these specific feelings on a scale of zero to 10? I love it because you give a number and it gives a good estimate. Okay, what is going on? Some people, they use zero to 100 scales. I just think that's so many numbers and that can be a little overwhelming, but everyone has their own style. Grounding puts a healthy distance between you and these negative feelings. Keep your eyes open, scan the room, and turn the light on to stay in touch with the present. Rate your mood before the activity and after you work on grounding, on grounding yourself, to test whether it worked. Before grounding, rate your level of emotional pain, 0 to 10. Again, 10 is extreme. Zero is not that much. Then re-rate it afterwards. Has it gone down? Has it gone up? These are all things that you need to ask yourself. During this time period, no talking about the negative feelings or journal writing. Right now, you're just distracting yourself from what is happening. So you're just staying still. You're breathing in. You're breathing out. And... You're not going to journal and stuff yet. You're not even going to think about those negative feelings yet or talking about it yet. So you want to distract yourself away from the negative feelings, not to get in touch with them. Stay neutral. No judgments of good and bad. For example, the walls are blue. I dislike blue because it reminds me of depression or negative thoughts. Simply say the walls are blue and move on. So that's just an example. Focus on this present moment, not the past or future. So again, this is it is also an important distinction as well when it comes to grounding. Grounding is not the same as relaxation training. Grounding is much more active, focuses on distraction strategies, and is intended to help extreme negative feelings. It too believed to be more effective for PTSD than relaxation training. So that's depending on, again, studies and stuff, but relaxation training can also work for other people. Again, this might work for you. This might not work for you. It's okay. Ways to ground. So now I went over to guidelines of grounding, gave a little definition and why grounding is important. Ways to ground. Mental grounding. Describe your environment in detail using all of your senses. For example, Let's say you are in a room. What color are the walls? The walls are white. They are five pink chairs. Like you're just focusing on, okay, in this environment, what do I see? I see a calendar for my apartment. I see a calendar. If you guys are watching live on Instagram, you can see I'm wearing a gray shirt. The walls are white. I'm facing windows. I could see my windows. So you're saying all of these objects 
because you're focusing in on the present moment. What do you physically see? Another way to ground, play a categories game with yourself. Try to think of types of dogs, jazz musicians, states that begin with A, cars, TV shows, writers, sports, songs, anything pretty much. You're just creating categories for yourself. So, all right, sports players, go. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, LeBron, I said LeBron again, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, you know, like just saying that category, it just gets you distracted from that emotional pain. Number three, do not or do an age progression. If you have regressed to a younger age, you can slowly work your way back up. So I am now nine. I'm now 10. I'm now 11. So you're pretty much just counting until you're back to your current age. That one, eh, that one's okay. I'm looking at this. That was the one I circled. I was like, I don't really know about that one because we're not trying to think about the past. So that one, eh, that one's all right. The next one, describe an everyday activity in great detail. So again, if you have a favorite meal or you have a, you have like something you're really looking forward to today, describe it in detail. So that way it gets you again thinking. Imagine, use an image. You can look at a picture, describe the picture. It's just ways for you again to just stay grounded and getting you into the present moment. The next one, say a safety statement. My name is blank. I am safe right now. I am in the present, not in the past. I am located in blank. The date is blank. These just nice statements. When we say these nice statements towards each other about ourselves, we tend to feel safe and more grounded. So the last couple count to tens or say the alphabet. Repeat a favorite saying, because some people, I know you guys have favorite sayings, which is great. Read something, saying each word to yourself. Use some humor as well. Think of something funny to jolt yourself, because humor is always good in moments of high stress. So those are all examples of mental grounding. The next next type of grounding is physical grounding. Run cool warm water over your hands. I know if you're stressed at home, taking a nice warm shower, the warm water feels like a hug, which is great. Uh, Another one, touch various objects. So when it comes to physical grounding, it's all about your physical senses. So jumping up and down, getting your body, getting your body moving, touching, physically touching safe objects, dipping your heels to the floor. Walking slowly, eat something, describe the flavor. So anything that involves your five senses is physical grounding. Soothing grounding, saying kind statements to yourself. Picture people you care about. I remember in Happy and Happy Gilmore, actually, I, I remember his uh, his mentor was like, remember, Happy, think of your happy place. And then, would, and then he would think of his happy place before he would putt. As like a way, that's like what I think of when it comes to soothing grounding, you know, like saying nice statements about yourself. I can handle this. I am safe. Plan out a safe treat for yourself once you are done, you know, like a nice piece of candy or a favorite meal to give yourself to to give yourself some credit for grounding yourself during this moment and not letting the emotional pain take over. 
So those are those are the main ways again. So soothing grounding, physical grounding, and mental grounding. Three ways to really help you. If you're feeling emotional pain, the emotions are about to take over. This is your these are all ways that you can ground yourself. It's all about getting yourself back into the physical present moment. Now, what if grounding doesn't work? Because things are not going to work right away. You're not it's it's not going to be I feel this, this is going to be my quick solution every time. Practice this technique as often as possible. Practice makes perfect. Try grounding for a long period of time, like a longer period of time. Give yourself some time to relax. Also create your own methods of grounding because it looks differently for everybody. There's probably some things that I said on this sheet and things that I've said in group that you guys could also add to the discussion as well. Because again, groundedness, grounding, mindfulness, anything is going to look different from one person to the other. So again, start the ground. And also my last important tip before we wrap up this first topic, start the grounding early before the negative moods start to happen. So if you are... Even even if you're feeling good, it's it's good to practice. Like okay, let's get let's get back into the focus in the present moment, because with that you're starting to understand and identify. Okay, this is the shift. It's starting. So let me let me do this now, so that way I'm not too late and it's already consuming me. So being able to identify that is a lifelong journey. But once you have it down, it it becomes like man, I know how I'm gonna react here. This is gonna be good. Well, not good, but this is this is going to be I'm going to be OK knowing because I'm aware of what's happening versus when you're not aware of what's happening, things can escalate. But that is our topic on grounding. I, I really thought I was like, let me share this to everybody. What group that I have run? Let me know what, how you guys feel about it, whether you guys want to comment on the podcast once it is out or if you guys would like to chime in and add to the conversation live just let me know as well but we're going to take a very quick break here we're going to come back and we are going to you know have some fun and we're going to do our weekend tarot card reading and discuss capricorn season so we will be right Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Podcash as a collaboration between Racket and Stir. Podcash gave away over $100,000 to up-and-coming podcasters as a way to support insanely creative and inspiring podcasters. We know how difficult it can be to get a podcast off the ground and running, but with Podcash, it's a great way to get cash and best of all, It's all free for your podcast. So if podcasting has been on your to-do list or you're already a podcaster, go to podcast.com to stay up to date with future podcast happenings. That's again, podcast.com, P-O-D-C-A-S-H.com. I hope to see your future podcast.
When it comes to the second topic of today's podcast, again, I just wanted to start. The first topic was all about groundedness and grounding, which was a lot of fun. Just really, again, the main takeaway is just getting us back in the present moment. Thinking about what we currently see, feel, touch, smell. It's so important for us to do that. So when it comes to the second topic, this is a new topic that I really wanted to discuss. So I got my tarot card deck. I'm so excited about it. I freaking love this. I did a couple readings already, and I'm going to start to do readings for other people as well. I'm going to really add that to my astrology practice as well. So these are things that I all want to work on and expand not only as a mental health counselor, but also as a spiritual healer as well, because I do believe we we have all so many different types of healing. So when it comes to the tarot card readings, what I'm going to do is for the topic since and I'll, and I'll get more of a feel of it, the more experience I get. But first, I have my question. I am going to shuffle the deck. I always like to break my tarot deck. So for people listening on the podcast, sorry, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. I got a modern tarot card deck. My girlfriend bought me this for Christmas. Freaking excited. So freaking happy that I have my tarot, my tarot card deck now. So freaking excited. And it's the modern way Terra. So it's it's the it's the it's a newer deck, and I feel like it does call to me. I'm a young, I'm a young spiritual healer, so I'm learning the ins and outs of everything, and I freaking love this stuff. So I did my I gave my uncle reading on Christmas. He was like, "Huh, what is this?" He went through the cards. He was like, "Oh, there's a devil card in here," because uh, I because. I, I have a Catholic family and I was like, do not worry. I explained to him what the devil card means. It's not a bad thing. All the cards are not bad. They're meant to, we're meant to learn. It's our ancestors helping us and guiding us. And so for the podcast, I wanted to add a little element as well. So my question is, when it comes to the weekend, what is my weekend going to look what look like? You know, like, what should I expect? Sorry, what should I expect for the weekend? So that's going to be my question that I'm going to answer, but I'm going to light my incense. So I got my lighter here. It's from the Dominican Republic. So bear with me, guys. Give me one second because I got I got my own. I got my own little practice. There you go. Ancestors, let's have a good reading and we'll go from there. All right. Got the incense burning. All right. I don't know if you guys, that was pretty satisfying. I, I love, I love a satisfying sound. So I wanted to add that little flair to the, uh, to the podcast. Give me one second, guys. Got to put it on my incense holder. There we go. Now we're good. You got it on. All right. So the question again is what should I do about this weekend? All right. So that's the question. First, I'm going to break the deck. All right, broke the deck. All right. What should I expect for this weekend? All right, I broke the deck. That is my question. And we're going to do a three-card reading. So we're going to do each card's going to be a different day. So first card will be Friday. Second card will be Saturday. And then the third card will be Sunday. 
So what should I expect this weekend? All right, got one. Keep shuffling. Wow, my ancestors are popping right now. They're like, yo, man, take a card. <laughs> All right, there's two. We got one more. All right, bear with me, guys. I'm still learning. One more shuffle. Feeling this is the one. And all right. All right. There's three. So the question again, because I, I know a couple of people are joining in. What is my, what should I expect for this weekend? What is my weekend going to look like? That is something for you guys to think about. All right. So this is what I got so far. So. Here we go. So when it comes to the first card for Friday, I got the chariot. So for those who do not know what the chariot is, I will give you guys a little explanation now. So the chariot, direction, willpower, determination, success. The meaning of this card. Are you ready to master your emotions and take the reins when it comes to your own life? The chariot tells you, that now is the time to get what you want. Consider this card as a sign of encouragement. The chariot is all about overcoming obstacles and achieving your goal through determination, focus, and willpower. You will feel motivated, ambitious, and in control. This will help you get a stagnant situation moving again and overcome all of the challenges that may be on your path. Just stay focused and believe in your own abilities. You and you are completely in, oh, sorry, a triumph is waiting for you and you are completely in control of making it happen. So it's looking like Friday and to give a little perspective, I have been running groups with my children all week and it started this week, started with me being sick. I was not feeling good. So I, I missed Monday and Tuesday in the past two days, today and, and Wednesday, I've been running groups. I've been running groups for almost two months already. I can't believe how fast time has flown. So I've been doing groups a lot. I'm gaining a lot of experience. And this is a good little positive energy card for me, you know, to end the week. Like, although this week has had its good groups and its bad groups, you know, I'm going to be good along the way. So it's going to be a good end of the week. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that's one of the energies I'm going to feel. I'm also going to, it's going to be a combination. There's usually going to be a, uh, there's going to be some positives and some negative cards as well. But again, that's it, all in part of the reading. So my next card is, wow, I got, ooh, this one is very interesting. I got 11 of swords. So let me pull it up on my little, my little guide for me. Because I, I this I think this stuff is so cool. Sorry, I'm like scrolling through. Here we go. So nine of swords. Sorry, guys. Nine of swords. I do not know my Roman numerals. Roman Roman numerals. Jeez, I can't even pronounce the word right. So with this one, despair, hopelessness, anxiety. The nine of swords is a card that represents self-defeat. So it indicates feelings of deep unhappiness, stress, being overwhelmed and burdened. You may also feel as if there isn't that much you can do to fix your situation. So these cards, what I'm getting right at from the first two is 
There's going to be a very confident side of energy that I'm going to be feeling. And everyone else here listening, this is energy that we're going to expect this weekend. And there's going to be a mixture of despair. So we're going to have, or high anxiety, which definitely makes sense because it just describes again, the journey, right? Like there's going to be moments throughout the day. We're going to feel very confident, but there's also going to be moments where we're going to feel high anxiety. We're going to feel stressed. We're going to, we're going to feel despair. And there's, I'm not going to be fully honest with my current situation, but something is happening this weekend where I can definitely see these two energies colliding, which makes a lot of sense. I'm not going to get too personal because it's some it's some personal business, um, but it's very interesting to see how, again, my ancestors and my guides, man, they always got my back. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is crazy. All right, let me finish reading this though. Sorry, guys. You may also feel as if there isn't much that you can do to fix your situation. This is not the case. If you hope to gain deliverance from this, you must take a look in the mirror. Are the problems that you are facing in life truly as bad as they seem? The Nine of Swords is here to tell you you might be carrying a cloak of victimhood. Not to worry though, no matter what situation is at home, at work, or regarding your health, there is always a way to overcome your emotions. Notice how we talked about this grounding, dealing with emotional pain. I definitely think my ancestors are like, all right, let's continue to ride this message. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys. And the third card of the reading is the two of wands, something that has been in many of my readings. All of the readings I have done so far, I have had two of wands. So this must be my card. <laughs> this, this must honestly be my card. So two of wands. Here we go. You guys ready? Decisions, discovery, personal power. The two of wands is the do as I say or do I go card. It is a card of possibilities, personal freedom and choice and represents two paths and you with the ability with to choose. Are you dissatisfied and ready to find a new route? Which road will you travel down? Will the grass really be greener on the other side? Take a serious, there are serious decisions to be made, but thankfully the two of wands suggests you are well equipped to make the tough calls. You truly have the world in your hands. Now you must figure out what to do with it. So to wrap up the three cards, you have the chariot. Very confident energy, abundance of confidence, personal freedom. This is what you're getting. Then you have the opposite, despair, high anxiety, feeling hopelessness. Also could be signs of victimization, victimhood. And then you have, you have these two paths, these two conflicting energies. What are you going to decide on? And remember, you have the control. Are you going to fall into the victimhood or are you going to tap into that confidence that's what i got from three card reading let me know what you guys feel as well but that is something to expect this weekend and it makes sense because it's a new year it's new year's eve this weekend it it's going to be new year's day it's going to be a new year so there's going to be like dang i did i did some stuff really great this year I also did some stuff where I really messed up this year, but I have the power to grow 
and push myself for the next year. I love this reading. See, this is why I love tarot card readings. It, it just, it makes me, it, it fuels my soul. And I love doing it here on this podcast and in this live stream with you guys. Then again, let me know how you guys feel about everything. But I'm, we're going to take a quick break here. And uh, now I got the nice incense blowing in the background. It's very nice. And uh, we are going to just wrap up with some journal questions and a little bit of about the new year and what is currently going on with myself. But you guys listening to your spiritual best friend with your host, Josh Sanchez. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. I just want to give you guys a very special announcement. So starting in the beginning of September, I will be doing astrology chart readings for anybody that is interested in learning a little bit more about themselves and their natal chart. I am not someone that is going to predict the future, but I am someone that is going to give you guidance and really help you process yourself in the present moment whatever challenges or blocks that you face. But you can click on the link in the show description to schedule a one-on-one meeting with me where you get your chart read, where it's going to be a very safe space for you guys to open up and share your own journeys, your own anxieties, fears, and I hope that we can both learn something from each other along the way. I do have a confidentiality agreement that that everyone must sign and follow. And prices will vary depending on the income in which you guys make. I am someone that is very flexible and knows that we all have certain situations in life that can impact us financially, emotionally, anything pretty much. But it really is just a safe space for everyone to connect, grow, and learn some things about themselves. So again, you can check out that link to schedule a one-on-one call with me, Josh Sanchez, host of your spiritual best friend and i hope to see everybody soon and to help you along the way on your own spiritual journey hey everybody and welcome to the third and final topic here of your spiritual best friend the first two topics just to recap what has gone on in this wonderful podcast so far I did first, we talked about grounding and the importance of it, how it can help us. The second topic, I I did a live tarot card reading of the, you know, just our weekend. What should we expect this weekend with New Year's Eve? And uh, it was a very interesting reading and I really enjoyed it. We had a very positive and uplifting card. We also had a card of victimization and despair but then we also had a card of we have the power to choose what paths that we want to decide on we have the personal power to do so and i think it makes perfect sense to what is going on in the new year we think about the moments throughout our year where we did we had a great days you know or we did something great then we also have moments throughout the year where we felt anxious and we felt very sad 
right? But we have the power to choose what we've learned from this year and create, either create a new path or continue the path that we are on for the next year. That's why I love tarot card readings and it's always honest. It always wins. So that was our second topic. And if you guys want to see the actual cards, I will post it on my Instagram at your spiritual BFF, your underscore spiritual underscore BFF, and also follow the podcast as well. I'll make sure to add this as a cover of the podcast. So that way you guys, you know, you guys can see the reading as well and let me know how you guys feel about it. But just before we wrap up this podcast in general, I just wanted to do a quick just update on what is currently going on in my life. I I mentioned about it a little bit earlier, but I've been running groups for almost two months now. I can't believe how fast time really flies. We're almost in the month of January. I've now had three groups of teenagers now that have been with me for at least two to three weeks. And it's been a very eye-lifting experience for me. I've learned some new things about myself. I've learned about new triggers about myself that I didn't realize I had. I, I've gaining, I'm starting to gain more confidence running groups because the group dynamics, you literally, you just have to experience, experience it yourself to just know about how group dynamics work. It's been, it's very interesting and it's fascinating, but it's been something that I've been learning and I've been taking it day by day. And I really appreciate the stuff that I've learned so far. And then when it comes to this Christmas, my girlfriend gave me a wonderful tarot card deck. I'm freaking excited. I've already done readings for myself and I'm also going to add that to my my spiritual practice as well. So if you guys want tarot card readings, you guys want your chart read, all of that stuff, I can do it all. Um, again, I'm not going to give you answers. Like, I'm not going to give you like, oh, you should do this, you should do that. But depending on what the tarot card readings are saying, the tarot cards are saying, I will help guide you into whatever path you guys just need some help with. Sometimes we just need an outside point of view, whether that's counseling, whether that is through tarot cards, whether that is through astrology charts. I am adding that to uh, the to my practice. And again, I'm still learning and I'm willing to work with you if you guys also work with me. I'm not someone that is going to like go crazy and, and, you know, take advantage. Like that's just not the type of person I am. I'm here to help. That's why I love this podcast. That's why I love doing these talks. And I appreciate connecting with you guys as well, regardless of who all was listening. But again, my podcast for you guys to know is Your Spiritual Best Friend. Drop a rating if you love the podcast. I definitely need more ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I want to get that number up. My goal for next year is to get the ratings up to at least 50 on Spotify and like 30 on Apple Podcasts. It would be great to just double what I have now. So if you guys can help me get to that number, that would really mean a lot to me. And also gain a new sponsor. If you guys know anyone else that is taking sponsorships, just let me know. It'd be great. I love podcast, but I feel like that ad has been very repetitive on the podcast and stuff. But that is currently what's going on currently with myself. When it comes to the question, so we did a tarot card reading, the new year's coming up. 
There's a lot of stuff coming up and I wanted to just wrap up with these questions I want you guys to journal about and think about. So when it comes to the, your overall year, how would you rate your year? How would you rate 2022 on a scale of one to 10? 10 being this was probably one of the standout years that you're probably going to remember. Zero being this is just another typical year. It's been crazy. First rate overall, how do you feel about your year? And and ask yourself, why do you, why did you rate your year the number that it that you chose? So that's the first question. It's a two-part question. Second question, overall, how are you feeling about this year? Think about moments of happiness. Think about moments of lows. What happened during those time periods? Did you learn something from your low moments? Did you learn something from your high moments? Think about that. So those are the two questions. It's very deep and thought-provoking. So rating your overall year on a scale of 1 to 10. Why did you choose that rating? And then asking yourself, okay, overall this year, did I, what did I learn this year? How, how did I grow? Did I grow financially? Did I grow emotionally? Do I understand myself more than I did? What did, what did myself last year want my current self to do now? These are just all questions to really think about, and I'll make sure to put them all in the show description as well, so that way you guys can check out all of the work I do and all that fun stuff. But this wraps up the live stream. I'm approaching an hour. Thank you guys again for a lovely conversation. Have a wonderful new year. Stay safe. And this is Josh officially signing off.